Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, property investors. Great to be here with you today. And today we are going to look at different ways that you can find serviced accommodation deals. Serviced accommodation has been a massively growing market over the last couple of years. Ever since COVID and, of course, everybody being locked down, the staycation boom is still exploding. But there's a lot of people that think I'd like to get into serviced accommodation or are trying to get into serviced accommodation. And maybe just aren't looking in all of the right areas. So today I'm just going to cover some of the areas that if you're looking for service accommodation deals, the areas uh, that you want to be looking at that you don't want to just bypass because obviously you want to be hitting it with everything you can. There's also a myth that's out there that a lot of people think that you've got to be in the coastal areas or you've got to have local you know, holiday attractions to be able to do service accommodation. And that's not the case. Service accommodation can work in nearly every area. I mean, I have actually stayed in a serviced accommodation once in Birmingham. It was sorted out to me by a friend of mine. I stayed in it. It seemed really nice. The property was lovely. And there was a local pub around the corner. And I decided to go around to the local pub just to have a drink, as you do. And it was honestly, I'm surprised I came out of there alive. It was it was something else. It was like out of the Wild West. We went in there. We, ha- we, we were committed. So we had to have a drink. You couldn't just turn around and walk away. You don't want to put yourself in those situations. Um, We downed our pints as quickly as possible and we ran out the door. Uh, And at the end of the day, we got away lucky on that one. But obviously, service accommodation still works in that area. And the landlord or the the owner of the SA unit did say, oh, that that pub can be a little bit dodgy. What he should have said is just stick well clear of it. Uh, But the house itself was nice. So you need to know the market that you're looking to serve. You know, are you looking to serve families? Are you looking to serve um, corporate lets? I myself like the corporate let route, and that's really what I predominantly focus on in my SA units. Uh, Hey, right back at you. Yes, if you do have any comments or questions as I'm going through this, then do feel free to stick them in the comments section below, as I'm always happy to help and answer any questions and things. Um, But yeah, you need to know who you're serving. You need to know who you're looking at, um, who who your target market's basically going to be in your area. And of course, all different areas. That's really where service accommodation doesn't work is, of course, if you're looking at trying to serve a a certain market, but you're actually getting properties in a different area or a different vicinity. So do make sure that um, you know your target market. You know the sort of people that you want to look out for. I also see people saying, you know, I'm going to buy some buy-to-let properties, get them on a service accommodation mortgage and do them as SA. So I'm looking in the coastal areas because obviously that's where it works. It doesn't. It work anywhere. What I would say is a rule of thumb is look at your area and you don't have to go a million miles away from your area potentially to find a hotel. Now, what hotels do is they do a lot, a lot of homework. They spend a lot of money before they build, you know, these million pound hotels anywhere across the country. So if they feel there's a need in that area to put a hotel in there, there'll be a need for some sort of service accommodation. And that could be for contractual workers. What I did in my area 
is I used to drive around in the evening and take a picture of all of the vans, of all of the um, work uh, sort of business cards that maybe had logos and stuff like that in the car parks of all of these. And then I used to ask my virtual assistants to ring these companies up at least once a month to see if we can help them with their accommodation. And that's a great little way to build up people to help you. Um, and, and of course, that's what we're all about here. So first of all, know the sort of people, the area where you're attracting people and what you want to serve. Equally to that, of course, there can be restrictions on properties. So on a lot of apartments and flats that are particularly leasehold, even if they're not leasehold, there could be terms in the contracts of, uh, of the leases that you're not allowed to do short-term rentals. So you need to be mindful of that fact. You also want to be mindful of the sort of areas that you are doing this and the sort of clients that you're putting in. Some people are now finding properties that are a little bit secluded and actually running them as party houses. You know, as a serviced accommodation provider, one of the pet hates and one of the strongest things that you really worry about in your business is people going in there, having parties and trashing the place. But there are certain niche people now in certain areas where people want to have parties that can book a serviced accommodation party house. So it's actually set up. It's robust, you know, but it's there with the intention that people can book it to go and house and have parties. So I think that's brilliant because wherever there's a problem and that is a problem, do not get me wrong. People are always looking for a solution. And of course, monetizing it. So it's maybe not what I want to get involved in. But again, it's another option that you can look at. So let's just talk about the best ways to source these sorts of deals. And of course, we'll go through some of these and you'll say, Mark, that's obvious. Of course, that's obvious. It is obvious, but we're not always doing what we find obvious. So at the moment, with the interest rates going through the roof, you know, obviously, if you own your own properties and maybe you've got some buy to lets and you're thinking to yourself, these aren't performing, how they're going to be, or I've got to remortgage soon. What am I going to do? Because I make a few hundred pounds, but all of a sudden I'm, I'm be lucky to break even. You could speak to, obviously, if you're remortgaging, you could speak to your mortgage providers or independent mortgage brokers, see if you can change your mortgage terms or see if you can get a, uh, uh, see if you can get a, a mortgage term in principle with the mortgage company to be able to do short-term lets. And if you can do, then, of course, you could look at trialing out a bit of holiday lets in your potentially in your buy to lets to give it an uplift. Now, there are companies in nearly most areas that will offer you a management service like a letting agent, but they'll offer you a management service for service accommodation. So you haven't necessarily got to run it yourself. There's a lot of moving parts in service accommodation. And I'd say if you're going to build a sustainable business, then Potentially, you want to have a hand on those. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be in there cleaning the properties or sorting out the linen or anything. It just means that you're going to put the systems and the people in place to do so. And of course, there's cleaning firms that can take care of that for you um, and, and all of those great things. But we're not going to talk about how to set it all up. I'd love to do that. We'll do that on another live. What we're going to talk about is how to get different deals. But what I'm saying is if you've got some underperforming properties, buy to let, it's well worth looking at who the service accommodation providers or, or operators are in your area, and potentially, can you convert maybe one, two, or three of your properties to really maximize your profits? And a property that potentially could only produce you about three or 400 pounds as a buy-to-let before you remortgaged could start churning about you know a couple of grand easily uh, at different times of the year with the different markets. So it's all of a sudden can make a very small profitable prop, uh, property 
into a high cash flowing property. Okay. Of course, if your buy to let is of a decent size, you could always look at, depending on your area, think HMOs. HMOs are a fantastic strategy as well, but I'm talking about service accommodation today. So, Letting agents are a great source of providers for these properties. If you want to go and control properties to do service accommodation on. Of course, if you're looking at buying properties, then that's a different debate. Obviously, it's very easy to go out there. I would say you don't always have to look at apartments. You know, two up, two down properties are very good. You know, three bed properties and stuff like that it can all work very well. As I say, just go with your clientele in mind. Who do you want to serve before you start looking at the properties um, and then trying to shoehorn maybe who you want to serve into those properties because you might not make the money that you want to make. But letting agents are a great source of this if you are planning on setting up your own service accommodation business. Why? Well, basically because you could act as their short-term rental letting um, company uh, and act on their behalf. So I speak to a lot of agents at the moment, particularly around the property investor network uh, circuit where I do a lot of talks. And I just say, how are your landlords finding the interest rates going up in the buy to let sector? Not so much in the HMO sector, but uh, more in the buy to let sector. I was chatting to one agent in particular. He's got about 350 properties and he says they're not happy. A lot of them are looking at selling. I said, well, would they be interested in getting more return? on their money by um, having it managed on short-term rentals. And he said, yeah, yeah. He said, but I'm not interested in doing that. I said, well, no, we can get it in such a manner that the landlord will make more money. <coughs> Excuse me, their property will be looked after better because of serviced accommodation. We have the systems and the people in place to make sure that their properties are managed better. You get your 10%. We get our 18 to 22%, depending on, on the profits. And the landlord gets a property looked after and can earn a lot more money. And we can structure a deal in such a way that we can propose it to your landlords. Uh, you know, if they're thinking of selling or they're getting worried. So how does that sound? And I found that more and more agents now are actually saying, you know, that sounds really, really interesting. I'd like to find out more. So letting agents are a great source of finding you know, potential serviced accommodation deals. Of course, you can do exactly the same. And people overlook this, but I don't with estate agents. So with properties on the market that maybe you're not going to buy at the moment, but you're looking at, maybe they've stuck on the market for a while and you're thinking to yourself, you know, if I put a level of investment into these, potentially I could do a purchase lease option on them, make them into short-term rentals because I can't convert them into HMOs or anything. I'm going to build a short-term rental business. So start speaking to letting agents as well and asking them what properties, as we do, because we're always looking for motivated sellers, of course, but as we do, Ask them if they've got any properties that are sticking, why they're sort of sticking. And if you can, of course, go in there and try and help these people. And you can really find quite a good source of doing so, because if you can start taking a few properties on, then you can start helping people. The agents will get a bit of a, a name for you. They'll see that you're an action taker and that you can help them. Now, state agents can be wary because they want their fee. You know, if they don't sell the property and you maybe take the property on and manage it for the uh, for the uh landlord then they won't get their fee so, but you can always cut a deal i would always say to them and i also do check out what their fees are before i start having this conversation just in case but i always try to work out that it maybe their fees about 1200 1500 quid and this is around in my area it could be different where you are um if the numbers stack and a deal stacks maybe i'll go half with the landlord to make sure that they're paid and they get their fee maybe i'll pay it Maybe I'll pay it because if I'm going to be making between 700, 1,000 pounds managing the properties, and we're not talking about rent to rent here either. We're talking about doing it as a management service. 
I'm going to very, very, very quickly pay myself back. And the more of these that I can get through these people because they're happy, the bigger and um, the bigger I can scale my business and the quicker I can scale it. Of course, you can use deal sources as well. But what I would say is don't just use any old deal sourcer. Look for a specific deal sourcer that maybe specializes in finding rent to rent or service accommodation deals because deal sources are a great source. But a lot of the time, I'm finding, and not everybody, of course, there's some very professional and some great deal sources out there, but a lot of deal sources have done a deal sourcing training course, but they don't actually specialize in any of the strategies. So when it actually comes to stacking the numbers, they only know how to stack the numbers from somebody that's done deal sourcing. Uh, and that might not always be right. And I do see a lot of the time with specific or some some deal sources that the numbers, there's certain numbers that are missing or they just don't add up and stuff like that. So you've got to do your due diligence on these. But if you know of a deal sourcer that is finding fantastic deals uh, and specializes in finding sort of service accommodation deals for you, you're on to a winner. Uh, and we, I know people at the moment now that do service accommodation, they do service accommodation management, and they cannot take on all of the different deals that are coming their way at the moment. So they do tend to package some of those up, particularly if they're not quite in their area and look to sell those on. Why? Because they know that they're good deals. They would be deals they do themselves, but they haven't got the capacity to do so. So go out there and look at that. Of course, online portals, you've got your property filters, you've got your right moves, your Zooplas, open rents and things. Get on those, see if there's any properties that have been hanging around for a while, maybe have fallen through as well if they're in a chain or maybe, you know, they were sold subject to contract. But now all of a sudden that's dropped out. Um, you know, if you can find that motivated person and be able to help them, maybe somebody's already bought. I had one the other day where somebody had already bought a house were trying to sell their house, weren't in particularly a massive hurry, but it had fallen through. Uh, and we started to talk to them to say, listen, we could take the property on right now and we can start making you money within a couple of weeks, hopefully, uh, start building up the customer base uh, and start getting the revenue coming through. And then potentially we'll buy this off you in the future, which is not in the position to do it right now. They were more than happy with that because we can give them speed and certainty. We can make them some money and they can just go off hassle free knowing that they are moving into their new house uh, and that their, their old house is being looked after. And of course, we are going to buy it off them in the future. We are going to get it up and running uh, and we're going to do the best job that we can do as well. So uh, online online portals are great. Uh, another one that's overlooked is the HMO register. So a lot of people will have the HMO register, but will be thinking, well, I'm doing service accommodation or maybe they've switched tactics or maybe they're looking for both. But I always would say that if you're sending out any marketing, you can send marketing to the HMO register. Say if you're thinking of selling your properties, if you uh, have any buy to lets and you're worried about interest rates, give us a call. It doesn't always have to be about HMOs. So that's another great source of being able to market to people to see if you can find anybody who's maybe got a property problem. And as I always say, we are property problem solvers. So it is about getting out there, solving people's property uh, property problems in the best manner that we can. Now, sometimes that may mean that we don't get a deal, okay? But we're still going to help them. We're still going to point them in the right direction. If you go with the intention of always trying to look to find a, the best solution for whatever somebody's needs are, you'll find that you find more good deals and you work with more people than you don't with because you're going in there with the best intentions of trying to help them. You know, the Property Investor Network is massive about making sure that it's a win-win for everybody. That's what it's all about. We push hard to make sure that any deals that we do work for everybody. They've got to work for me, but they've got to work for them as well because you don't want anybody getting buyer's remorse 
uh, or anything like that, you want to make sure that they're comfortable and happy with your deals because it'll mean that your deals last longer. Uh, and of course, that's what it's all about. Networking events, again, are great. You can get in there. You can speak to the local agency if you can get in with the agents as well, if they're letting agents and things. Of course, landlords that are potentially going to different um, property-related events, even business-related events as well, where you can speak to people who've got maybe a portfolio that's just underperforming. I actually know a mortgage broker who's got a, quite a big portfolio in my area as well. I was chatting to him the other day, and I just said to him, are you worried about the interest rates? Obviously, you know, you're going to give yourself the best mortgages and he was just like i am actually he says because it's going to cut my profits down by about three quarters uh now he doesn't live for those profits and he's all about you know capital growth growth um so i just said to him well potentially you know we do some service accommodation and we can take some more on uh i'd love to have a look at your properties and potentially you know when when end of tenancies come up and things if you want we can uh, we can look to do some sa on them so we've got that in the pipeline as well but you've got to get out there. You've got to network with people. You've got to meet people. You've got to shake hands. You've got to sow the seed. Don't try and sell to anybody. I always say, potentially, we could do this or we offer this service. Hey, if it's ever right for you or you want to find out more, just ask. And that's the way that I sell to people. I don't sell to people in a manner of saying, well, this is what we do. This is what you should do. And I need you to do this now and sign here. You know, that's a bit extreme, of course. But it's really about making sure that people feel comfortable with you. Sow that seed because a landlord with maybe potentially, you know, 10 properties may go away, may come back the next month and think, do you know what? I need to speak to that Mark again. I've had that before as well. I need to speak to that guy. I spoke to you, didn't I, the other month? You do the essay. Yeah, 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 I do. I've, I've thought about what you were saying and I've got these properties. What do you think? And all of a sudden, then you can start to build a good, good, solid deal. So make sure that whatever area you are looking to do service accommodation in that you know of any restrictions that they might have imposed in those areas, you know, subject to, you know, licensing there, obviously there are some more restrictions coming in this year. And once we get those in, we'll see what, see what the crack is, so to speak. We'll see what we need to be doing to be compliant and everything and stay on the right side of the law, because that's what we will do. And there will be ways to do it. So, you know, only the amateurs, We'll worry and panic, and that will maybe even potentially move them out of the way. But we'll do what needs to be done and get the job there. Why? Because we build property businesses, and that's what it's all about. And if you build a business that's sustainable, that stays on track, all businesses have to evolve. You will find, and you know yourselves, the businesses that don't evolve are the businesses that aren't around anymore. And there's some old classic businesses that just couldn't come with the times. You know, you've got your blockbusters. You've got even ones like Debenhams and things like that that just haven't evolved with the times. But I always like to stay, keep my finger on the pulse as a business owner. I want to stay the cutting edge. I want to stay at the front of everything. Um, so I hope those tips has helped you there uh, and giving you a bit of a food for thought. I should just have a quick look. I've got a, one in the um, chat box there, which uh, sounds like the only short, short let vacation where you need to carry a 12 store sh shotgun. Yeah. So my little story there, which, um, yes, definitely. Uh, if I'd have had a, had a shotgun or I think somebody in there probably did have a shotgun. That's why I ran out the door. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's um, it's it's good stuff. You need to put warnings in there. Uh, we've got, hi, Mark, very true conversation uh, that are like you are talking out loud and throwing ideas out and seeing if uh, the person you are talking to uh, adds the ideas together. Uh, the beginning of a win-win working business relationship. And that's what it's all about. That's what we get stuck in for. We, we are here to build relationships with people. And whether we work with them now 
or whether we work with them in, in six months, 12 months, two years, you're sowing the seed, you're putting yourself out there and you're making sure that you can come back uh, and build up those relationships. And I, you see me looking down. I'm just looking at my phone because I like to I like to shout names. So, Ian, great to see you again, Ian. James, good to have you on. James, just watched your reel, actually. Very, very good. Very, very good. Like that, like that. And of course, uh, I hope you're out there smashing it. And I hope everybody is out there smashing it as well, because we put this together to just support everybody, to help everybody. We're always excited, or I am, you can tell. You can tell I've got the energy, but I am always excited every single day to get out there, to see who I can help, to see who I can support. I'm out this afternoon. I can't wait. I'm going to look at a couple of properties. Um, and potentially, uh, we're looking at an HMO and potentially another service accommodation to take on as well. Um, and it's, that's what it's all about. Get out there. The sky is blue. The weather's beautiful. And we're out there to see if we can solve any property problems to help other people and to build our businesses, to build our wealth and to build our futures. So make sure that you use the community. Make sure that you use the resources. Get yourselves out there. Book onto your local PIN meetings. Connect with other investors and grow your businesses. Have confidence in yourself. Know what you're doing and get cracking. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local Property Investors Networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way, and I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.